and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Ooh, look at somebody and say, it's good for us to be here. If you will, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Jesus only. And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And his disciples asked him, Why then say the scribes that Elijah must first come? A couple of more verses. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. But I say unto you that Elijah is come already, and they knew him not, but have done unto him whatsoever they listed. Likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. I would like to talk to you <clears throat> for a little bit under the subject. Takers. Father, bless this word in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I don't get a chance to come down here a lot because we're upstairs in the main service, so I normally catch the tail end of every Sunday morning service. But every time I've come through that door this month, I felt fire. Anybody felt that? Yeah. Pastor's been teaching on manifestation, seeing God's glory work through us this year. And this church seeing God do the miraculous through us. Anybody believe that? This means that God had to send an invitation. An invitation is the act of asking someone to go somewhere to do something. I don't know about you, but I feel momentum. One. I don't know about you, but I feel momentum. Yeah. I was about like eight or nine, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Y'all gonna get with me before it's over. I promise. I feel like greater is here. I sense that time and destiny has combined. Faith and works have meshed. Hunger and thirst are seen. And I feel a kaboom that's going to happen this year. Only those folks who wanted the folks that are talking. Which leads me to the first stop on our ride today, which is I believe that this church is in transit. Transit is the act or fact of passing across or through. In our text today, in our text today Jesus takes three. He had 12 disciples, but he only takes three. Peter... James and John. 
And what I love here is that Jesus is being very selective with whom he allows to see him at his highest peak. Can I help someone in here? This level of glory that God has taken us to will require you to leave some folks behind. Mm. Everybody can't come to the peak of the mountain. Some people just have to stay at the base of the mountain. You, you can't have everybody in your circle because everybody is not up to your, everybody's not for your own good. So you got to leave some behind. You got to be selective whom you allow close to your, your heart. Shady Katie. Petty Freddie. Stinking thinking Lincoln. Bye, Felicia. They all got to go because they're not ready to be in your circle. Look at somebody and say they can't stay in my circle. <laughs> you stay here while I go up yonder. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and who? John. God told me to tell somebody today that the characteristics that he wants to see from this church this year is seen through the name meanings of Peter, James, and John. Watch. Peter means Petra, which means rock. God wants this church to be strong in a world of uncertainty. Strong and sturdy. Go with me really quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, starting at the 57th verse. Y'all, we okay? I promise I'm going somewhere. There's, there's a method to my madness. There's a method to my madness. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody got the victory? Mm -hmm. So if I can't see it, I already know it's already mine because he already won the battle for me. Okay. 58 verse, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your work, your labor, is not in vain in the Lord. God told me to tell us it's time for the church to get its weight up. I know that's right. God told me to tell somebody it's time for us to grow thicker skin. Not to be offended so easily. Ooh, 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 really quick, search, search, can I borrow you, Jay? Can I borrow you, Amir? Can I borrow you? Really quick, really quick, really quick. Come, 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 come. Vamos, vamos, vamos. Vamos. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Link up, link up. These guys are looking at me like, what are you about to do, Pastor Jay? I want y'all to sing. Whoa, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. The link up. Make sure that link is strong. Do they look strong? I think they look strong. We'll see. Be steadfast, unmovable, always working in the Lord, which means while we're working, we're working together. Squad goals. That's my squad behind me. Anybody that comes with me going to deal with the boys. Three students. We all walk together. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Step right there. Uh-huh. Turn the face that way. Uh-huh. The church is working and we all take two steps. Walk together. One, two. Uh-huh. We're walking together. 
We all move together. Take two steps back. Uh-huh, two steps forward. Uh, two steps to the left. Two steps to the right. We're all walking together, moving forward. And we stay together. If one falls, fall, Amir. That's why I called him the Three Stooges. Because I said, Amir fall. And they all fall down. Stay back up, fellas. Yo, my squad. Squad. Somebody say squad goals. Come on, I got to get my squad together. Come on, come on. We all can't fall together. Amir, fall. Uh-huh. If one falls, the others do what? Come on, pick them up. Stay linked. Stay linked when you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's failing it, and, he, and he's picked it back up. If one is hurting, limp, Sergio, then we carry his weight because he needs what? He needs help. Uh-huh. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. If he's hurting, he has responsibility. I go, and I don't talk about him, but I go and undergird him to help him with his responsibility. Here, they with me over there. They with me over there. Uh-huh. So I'm going to help him while he's limping until he recovers. Now recover, Sergio, in Jesus' name. Miracle. We, 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 we. If, 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 funny thing here, it's, it's a funny illustration, but a serious. If Amir's breath stinks, I don't go talking about him to Sister Julian about his breath and how he didn't, I don't think he brushed his teeth. I go to him in confidence and say, take that man. <laughs> if, 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 if. If, if, if Amir comes to me after I'm done preaching and said, Pastor Jay, you've been talking a lot. You know, your breath is stinking now. Sergio's going to come to me in confidence and say, you got that. You got that. And I'm going to put the breath. I'm not going to spread rumors. I'm not going to spread division about an issue that can be fixed real easily. Ooh. Ah. Because a lot of times we all on the ta-ta time. See, gum in the mouth now, uh-huh. Tells me right there. Hmm. If I'm a little unsure or my faith gets a little waver, or it wavers a little bit, I don't, avoid, I don't avoid that person because it looks like they're going through. I don't gossip about that person because it looks like they're going through. Doesn't matter what position they have in the church because we all go through some things. If my underarms are kicking and I'm unsure, slide me a stick of, sw of swave or right guard, suave or right guard and help me out. But address me in a private matter. But make sure you do it in love and not you stink. Y'all laughing, but one more minute and I'm let y'all sit down. Y'all laughing, but because they're silly matters. But the message behind it is that take the silly matters that I just illustrated and apply them to the serious matters that we all have seen and heard. We have to value one another instead of secretly undermining one another. Listen, I may not get any highs 
and good jobs after service today, but that's okay because God told me to say it. I may get eggs thrown at my truck when I'm pulling out, but I'm going to drive out and say, God, it's all good because you told me to say it. I may be brown skin. You may be light skin. I might like apples and you might like peaches. I may say potato, you say potato. I might like fried chicken, you like baked chicken. I may have selected one candidate and you selected the other candidate, but it does not matter because we all in God's family. I need you, and guess what? You need, you need me. And if the attack is coming, Gio, come on up here. The attack will come. But if we all linked up, stay right there, Gio. If we all linked up, when the attack comes, run and try to get through this link. He can't get through. Get up, Gio, because we're united. Come through, Gio. He can't get through because we're united. God says, if we united and we stay linked, hold up, Gio. If we're united and we stay linked, the enemy can't get what? Look at somebody and say he can't get through. Y'all can have a seat, fellas. Can y'all give it up for my helpers? I got something special for you. After service, I'm going to pay you with two recolas and one breath mint. I need you and you need me. The fiery darts will come. But if we together, we're all going to hold up the, the shield and withstand the attack of the enemy. Be ye steadfast, unmovable. I won't move. The wind may come. Storms may show themselves, but I will not. Move because my foundation is built in God. Look at somebody and say, link up. If the three Hebrew boys were here and my boys were still on stage, they would tell you that they threw us in the fire. But when they threw us in the fire, there was a fourth person who showed up. And his name is. And we stood there unmoved by the fire that surrounded us. Because God was there and he linked up with us. And we came out of the fire unsinged. Ah, link up, link up, link up, link up. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up to the mountain. Who are your Peter? Who is your James and who is your John? Peter means rock. John means gracious. The second characteristic that God wants this church to show, be gracious. Mm, be compassionate. Be kind. That's what gracious means. Can we go to one more scripture? Y'all doing all right? Because I'm feeling good. All right, y'all feeling good? Okay, all right. Ephesians 4 and 32. Ephesians 4 and 32. You don't have, you know what? You don't have to pull it up. It just says, be kind to one another. Be kind to one another. My son has, done some, has picked up something interesting, and it just melts my heart every time he says it. He comes home from school, and he says to me, 
Daddy? No, let me say it like he says it. Daddy? You my best friend. And it melts my heart every time. I think he's caught on to it melting my heart because when he goes to throw a toy and he knows he shouldn't, Daddy, you my best friend. And you know, I just let him get away with it. And he says it to me, and now it's going to his superheroes. I'm going somewhere with this. And he has Iron Man, and he has Batman, and he has Winter Soldier, and Cap, and he calls him Cap America. Cap America. And I said, that's Cap America, okay. So, so, so what he does is, is he'll take two, and I'll take two. And he'll say, Iron Man, he has Iron Man, he has Captain America, those two are untouchable. I can buy a new toy, but those two are untouchable. So I'll take Batman, the Cape Crusader, and I get real excited with him, with him. I get real hype, Sarah, I get real hype. I'm Batman, the Dark Knight. And he says, I'm Iron Man. Oh, I'm, getting, I'm, I, I'm, I'm there, I'm like there right now. I should've, I should've brought him on stage. And, 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 and what he'll say to me is, before we battle, before, before uh, because we normally battle, but he'll say to me, you my best friend? Iron Man's talking to Batman. And then, of course, I got to say, yeah, I'm your best friend. So we'll, we'll, we'll become a tag team. Captain America, Iron Man, and Batman. He holds two, I hold one, and then, of course, we need a common enemy. So I'll take Winter Soldier, and we'll all gang up on a Winter Soldier. But there's something that God showed me in that, is, is that they're all superheroes. But they're all working together. You're my best friend. I believe that that's what God wants to see. Not saying that we don't do it at the church, but I believe that God wants to see it on a greater level this year working together. You my best friend? Yeah, I'm your best. I'm your best friend. God wants this house to be authentically nice. Not smiling, my, not smiling in your face, Eddie. But throwing darts behind my back. Play it one more time, Eddie. Smiling in my face. But when I turn my back, I thought it would go better with the sound effect. Watch this, because when we're, when we're, when we're, when we're, when we're against one another, Satan has always been pretty good at math because his specialty is in division. He enjoys seeing God's people separated. That's division. Ooh, I teach fourth grade math. Don't make me pull out my teacher manual in here. That's division, separation. And then what comes with separation is you begin to put the number, if it's 24 divided by four, you take the 24 and you separate it into groups. For the illustration, you would take 24 and separate it into four circles, four what? Groups. And then you take one dot, I'm, uh, this is fourth grade math, not, not y'all ninth and 10th and adult math. You take one dot and you put one dot inside of each circle. How many circles did I say it was? Four. And you continue to put one dot 
inside of each circle until you get to 24. So 24 divided by 4 is somebody passed math class. Uh Uh-huh. 6. And here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Those dots represent people. So when Satan is trying to divide God's house, he's putting people into groups. Ah! And he's putting people into cliques. Because together we stand, but divided we fall. 24 divided by 4 equals 6. That goes into equal groups. But then sometimes when you have a, a division problem, it's 25 divided by 4. You can put 24 and you can put it into the four groups with six people in each group. But then there's a remainder, a left over, which means somebody is left out. When people are in groups, somebody is left out. And the last time I checked, when one is left out, that leaves them vulnerable to an attack. Ooh, these folk that are left out will withdraw themselves, leaving themselves vulnerable to Satan and his demons, subtracting from God's family. But I declare in this house today that we'll see addition to the family. I see the church multiplying. I'll say it again. I see the church multiplying and getting stronger. Look at somebody and say, we're getting stronger. We are in transit, and transition preps transformation. I'm following along the trans, what we see in the text, which was transfiguration. The first point was transit. The second point is transformation. Am I doing okay? Jesus takes Peter, James, and John up in a mountain, and he undergoes a transfiguration. He transforms himself before their very eyes. He shows them another level of his glory. The Bible says that his face shined like the sun and his clothes were white as light. Like those disciples, I believe that this church has been experiencing God's glory like we've never had but been before this year. With his presence being seen outwardly, And his light internally exposing the areas of our life that need purifying. Mm. His face shines like the sun and his clothes were white as light. While the light purifies the inside, his face, his presence allows us to shine outwardly like the sun. Somebody shout transform. Transform, 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 transform. Trans means beyond. Trans means beyond. Form means body. Transform beyond body. Beyond the body. Beyond the... That's what Jesus does when he's transfiguring himself before the disciples. They see him in his physical form, but when he gets to the mountain, he shows his resurrected, his godly, his divine form. He's beyond his body. 
God told me to tell you that God wants us to go beyond what you think you can do. God wants you to go beyond what everybody expects you to accomplish. God wants you to go beyond the ordinary and step into the extraordinary. Beyond body. Look at somebody and say beyond body. That's what Jesus does. And, 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 and something miraculous happens. He transfigures himself and then Moses appears. And if that's not enough, because Moses had died back in the Old Testament, y'all. But he appears on a mountain with Jesus. And then the Bible says that Elijah appears. People that Peter, James, and John had read about but never seen. But since God is the miraculous, he brings them before. And Jesus is talking to Moses and Elijah while Peter, James, and John are watching. Ooh. Ooh. I wish I could have been there. I would have just been trembling at the sight of seeing him. So what you have on this mountain is you have Moses, which represents the law. Elijah, which represents prophecy. And Jesus, who's the word. You have the Ten Commandments, which was represented by Moses. You have the spoken words, the prophecy of the coming king who talked about him, which was Elijah. And then you have Jesus who confirmed everything that Elijah said about the prophecy. The law, the prophecy, and the word. How does that apply to us? God has given us a law this year through that man that we're going to see God do the miraculous manifested through us. The prophecy has already been spoken to the church that this year will be a year unlike no other. And God will manifest himself like never before. And the word, God will perform it. The law, the prophecy, and the word. Look at somebody and say, the law, the prophecy, and the word. I'm confident because of what I read about what he did on the mountain. Moses represents God being a deliverer. You know the story of God delivering the children of Israel over the Red Sea. Impossible odds, but only our God could have delivered them. Elijah showed us that God will show up on time and that God is the only true God because at Mount Carmel, God defeated Baal and Jesus is standing there in front of them, the greatest, for he, for he himself took on the sins of the world and gave us now a choice to love him and accept him as our personal savior. You got Moses, you got Elijah, and Jesus on the mountain. Hmm, I'm preaching in here. I don't know if y'all feeling it, but I feel this thing. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep ringing it until you feel it. Point number one, we're in transit. We're going somewhere. And while we're going somewhere, we're being transformed to a greater level, which leads me to my third point. It's time for us to the world to show the world that we're God's translation. Mm. Mm. Translation means to turn 
from one language into another method of communication. Peter says to Jesus, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three altars, three shrines, three tabernacles. One for you, Jesus, one for you, Moses, and one for you, Elijah. Ooh, the world today wants us to follow that same sentiment. Stay with me. Now, they'll tell us that there's nothing wrong with believing in other gods. And that there's nothing wrong with believing in no god. Because your god is not the god of all gods. The devil is a liar. I serve the only one and true risen king. The world will tell you that they'll say crazy stuff like there's no heaven and there's no hell. As a matter of fact, they're married, they're married, they may be just an in-between. Ridiculous. There is a heaven. And there sure enough is a hell, no in-between. They'll say things like God's way is not the only way. The devil is a liar. They'll say things like your Jesus and your God is on the same level as other religions and prophets. Satan, you are defeated. It's time to change the narrative. Woo, it's time to represent and represent our only one and true king. As Peter was talking, uh, as Peter says this, because uh, I believe that he was so overwhelmed by what he saw that he did not understand what he said in building three tabernacles. The Bible says as soon as Peter said that, a cloud mm, overshadowed them. And out of this cloud came a voice. And the voice says to Peter, this is my son. Mm. This is my beloved son. Mm. This is my only begotten son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye, hear ye him. Mm. God said to me last night, I'm still the way, the truth, and the life. I, I still eternally exist in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I hold the keys to life and death. Only I died, was buried, and rose again, and I'm coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle. I, Jesus, know the fixed day that I alone will judge the world in righteousness through a man that I have appointed, having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. He is the resurrected king. Hmm. He is the great I am. He's still the rose of Sharon. He's still the lily of the valley. He's still the bright and morning star. He is the Christ, son of the living God. He is the Messiah. His name is, don't say it if you don't want nothing to happen. His name is, time for us to change it's time for us to change the narrative how 
And I was, I'm almost done. When I was studying last night, it's time, I, said, I said to myself, self, it's time to change the narrative. And self said, how? Y'all laughing, but that's how I talk to myself. How do we change the narrative? By showing Christ-like conduct. You may be the only Jesus that this world will ever see. And the greatest evidence of God existing on this earth is you sitting right in the pews. When they see you, ah, they see Jesus. And, and the last time I checked, when people saw Jesus, they, they trembled in reverence. Because just the sight of him, ah, when he walked by people, people would get healed. Just seeing Jesus, demons trembled when they got in the presence of the almighty God. My question is, is that what do people do when they see you? Because if you're carrying the glory of the Lord, change will happen. The atmosphere will change. People are, you'll walk in a room and people are saying, mm, something, something is inside of that girl, inside of that boy. I don't know what it is. They twitching and you just calling on the name of Jesus. Uh, let me close this thing. I didn't read it. Read it when you get home. The same chapter, Matthew 17. If you skip down to the end of the chapter or somewhere in, the, in between, it says this, that after they came down from the mountain, Jesus was transfigured with Peter, James, and John, and now they're coming down from the mountain. They're coming down from the mountain. Coming down from the mountain. Coming down from the mountain. After you leave church, you, you'll get a touch. You'll be changed in church, but you still got to go down through the work week. They're coming down from the mountain. And the Bible says they come across a boy who was a lunatic. Not my words, that's the Bible's words. He was demon-possessed. Coming down from the mountain. You would think that all would be well after the mountaintop experience and that all would be peaches and cream and that they wouldn't have to go through nothing. No, 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 no. In this life, you will have obstacles and problems that will come upon you. So they're coming down from the mountain and they're faced with an obstacle. And Jesus is a part. Back here, the disciples are there and the people are confused about what to do with this problem. Very similar to the problem that the world faces today. I believe that the boy ah, is a representation of the world today. And the disciples are a representation of the church. And the boy is possessed. And the boy needs a healing. And the boy needs a changing. Our world needs changing. And the disciples look at each other like, what should we do? Go to Jesus. And Jesus gets a little upset because he says, I've already given you the power. The answer to the world's problems lie on the inside of 
of us. So stop looking for the world to fix itself when we hold the answer mm, on the inside of us. And Jesus says, bring the boy to me. And the Bible says that he cast out the demon out of the boy. The disciples could not cure him, so Jesus says, bring him to me. And I believe what Jesus was trying to show the disciples, that you could have done it if you, been, if you were pr praying and fasting a little more. You could have done it if you spent a little time with me some more. You could have handled this situation if you got a little closer to me. She sung the song, Come Out of Hiding. Uh, and I think that's so apropos for the church today. Come out of hiding. You're safe because you got Jesus on the inside of us. Greater is he that lives in me than he that's within the world. Come out of hiding because you hold the answer to the problem. Before Jesus heals, and I'm closing, before Jesus heals, this boy, he says something powerful. He says to the disciples, if you had the faith, mm, the size of a mustard seed, mm, the same mountain that they were just in, he looks at the mountain, he, can say, he says, if you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move. And the mountain would do what? Move. You can say to the mountain, move. And the mountain would do what? Move. I don't see y'all on the screen doing it with me. You could say to the mountain, move. There it is. And then the mountain would do what? Move. Woo. Listen, stand to your feet because I'm almost done. If you had the faith the size of a mustard seed, I don't know what your mountain is. Mm. Your mountain may be a sickness. But God says, if you have the faith, I can do it. Your mountain may be a wayward child. But God says, if you had the faith, <laughs> your mountain may be family members that are lost. But the Bible, God is saying, if you say to the mountain, move, the sickness will be healed. The child will come back. The family members that need saving would be saved. Your mountain may be dead, but God says if you have the faith and the works, you can say to the mountain, what? Move. Let's do it three times. Mountain, move. One for the Father. Do it again for me. Mountain, move. One for the Son. This third time, really mean it. And then give God a praise after it. Mountain, move.